Thank you for tuning in to Kappa with Comic. I'm Brian Coppin, and we're here with comic Shauna Lane. Shauna Lane, how the hell are you? I'm good. Oh, Thanks good. for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. And real, <laughs> real, real quick, up top, where can we find you do stand-up comedy in New York City coming up? And where can people find you online if they're not so lucky to live here? Okay, so let's see. New York City. Well, on Friday I'll be in Connecticut okay. at um, the Comedy Club. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Uh, yeah, and uh, actually, you know what? I don't exactly know where it is, but um, it's Hard Headed Comedy Inc. is the production okay. company. There can't be too many <laughs> dog comedy clubs in Connecticut, right? I know. And I hope that's actually the name of the place and maybe not what she's just calling the show. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I tend to get a little... Um, I don't know. I get lost in things sometimes. And so I'm like, okay, I know I'm doing that on Friday. Yeah, that's on your list of stuff to do. It's up, yes. Right. And it, uh, I love doing her shows. Her okay. name is Luz Michelle. She produces a lot of shows in Westchester and Connecticut. Um, not in the city so much. Um, in the city, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember. But even your show dates would be on, are you oh, at, yes. at Shauna Lane on Twitter and Instagram, et cetera? I'm or? the Shauna Lane on Twitter. Oh, yes, you mm. are the Shauna Lane. Yes. <laughs> and I am Lane Shauna on Instagram. Yeah. And then I have a website, ShaunaLane.com. Oh, good. Yeah, and I put all my stuff on there. Okay. And then um, you also have a podcast, I hear? Yes, okay. The Gone Girls. Okay. The free on iTunes. And, that's, and now Gone Girls, is that... Is that a play on the movie? Because there was Gone Girl yes. the movie. Is it true crime? Oh, God, no. Oh, it's God. us being complete goofballs. <sighs> we are. It's like a take on us be, both being complete idiots. Oh, that's like, great. So it's not the Gone Girls like we're badasses yeah. or whatever. It's like the Gone Girls were clueless. I love that. And when we decided on the name, I had only seen the second half of the movie, and she had only seen the first half. So I, we, one night, my boyfriend and I were sitting on the couch, and the movie came on. And we're, I was just like sort of paying attention, and then all of a sudden, she uh, is having sex with him. She slits his throat and kills him. Oh and I was like, Lord. what is happening in this movie? I was like, what is going on? Oh, my God, this is so crazy. And then Ankara was like, let's do a podcast. And I was like, let's call it The Gone Girls. Yeah. Because it was so insane. I wanted people to think like we were crazy, yeah. like the movie, but we're not. We're just <sighs> we're just goofballs. It's totally goofy. We interview comedians oh, cool. in my car most of the time. <sighs> I love that. I was about to ask you, that's really professionally recorded, right? <laughs> You know, we're here in a podcast studio, and she's like, oh, ours is a little bit different than this one. <laughs> no, we're, we're doing it in my car. We're a traveling podcast. Oh, that's cool, though. So, that means you can capture people in Connecticut like other people on the bill. Would you be able to podcast them? A hundred percent, anyway. <sighs> yeah, yeah. We that's go, so cool. We, and that's why we do it in my car a lot. I'll pick her up in the city, and then we drive to wherever, Brooklyn, Queens, oh. uh, Connecticut, uh, wherever. We've yeah. done it on my parents' farm. Um, you go where the guest is. Yeah, we go where the guest is. Oh, you're like comedians in cars getting coffee, but it's just like yes. comedians in cars Only chatting on the podcast. Literally no budget. <laughs> <laughs> There's no coffee. <laughs> There's no coffee. There's no budget. We don't give people. I even think that sometimes I'm like, okay, we're in my Subaru studio. That's what we call it because <sighs> oh, I have great. a Subaru. And then I'm like, but I still, we're even in my car and I still don't offer them water, nothing. <laughs> we don't get, we're like, get in the car and it's, we do it, it's 40 minutes, we set the timer and then we're like, the timer goes off, 
we do a sketch each week. One of us writes a sketch, and oh, cool. we cold read it with the guest, and then we're like, we're done. Oh, Get that's out. That's great. Yeah, I so love that. Like even even Norm Macdonald had that thing where he would write some jokes and have the guest tell them, and you know oh, the I guest the guest isn't always on board. They're like, who the hell writes this stuff? You know, because Norm, it's only like uh, I don't even know if Norm has many jokes. It's just his delivery is long meandering. Like if you ever see him do guest spots yeah. on Cohen and just a yeah. long meandering delivery where he. It's almost like he wrote the punchline first and was like, I'll get there eventually. And by the time, they, they'll forget it's a joke, and then they'll be laughing by the time I remind them. Okay, and then um, what we're going to talk about today is kind of a, a melange of cooking and wellness wellness and health. And, and where does your interest lie there? So funny. Yeah, I'll let, yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you talk. <laughs> you repeated it back to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, I sound so lame." Oh no, yeah, but I wanted um, to talk about it because I'm, I am interested. I'm, you know, I'm kind of the other end of the spectrum where I just eat awful and my health is shit. And so I would like to figure out, you know, if there is a way to, to eat healthfully through cooking or whatever. Maybe I can, you know, turn the ship around. Well, I grew up cooking. Okay. I grew. Uh, there was five kids in my family, and we grew up on a farm. And my mom didn't work. My my dad worked, and. Uh, so my mom cooked breakfast, lunch, and dinner for us, and wow. my and my dad would cook on Sundays. He would always cook on Sundays, but he also cooked a lot too. And so when I was in third grade, I took um, and don't worry, this isn't a long story. Because uh, when, whenever someone's like in third grade, I'm <laughs> she's like, starting oh, in third grade, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine if you're a fifth grader, but we're a little we're a little bit older than that. Yeah, right. A little. A little. <laughs> Uh, I took a cooking class after school. It was this after school program called prep, and you could take all these different uh, little like af- extracurricular extracurricular classes. And right. I took cooking, and oh, I cool. fell in love with it. Oh, good! And then I asked both my parents to teach me to cook when they were yeah. cooking, and so then I learned to cook. Okay, and then I just kept cooking my whole life, and it's sort of gone up and down, like. I, I had a drinking problem, and okay. when I was drinking, my cooking was like, you know, macaroni and cheese, yes. burgers. Sounds perfect. Destro- <laughs> yeah, it was good. Bad for your health, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just destroying the kitchen, <laughs> yeah. waking up to a mess like I was a disaster. <laughs> um, but I made some good food. <laughs> and then, I mean, but before that, I was into healthy cooking. And just, I, I also love going to restaurants and trying things and then going home and cooking it. Oh. And then, you know, the drinking happened and then but then I got sober and I sort of went back to healthy living somehow in the drinking. I forgot how to cook healthy. And then I started seeing this holistic (laughs) doctor who was like, you can't eat shit like that. You're not going to feel good. So then I started cooking healthy again. And then that sort of went up and down with being busy with show business stuff and comedy. And I was sort of busy and sort of eating like on the go. And then I got cancer. And then I was like, okay, I I saw, again, my holistic doctor, and he was like, you know, you don't have to, but you might want to basically change your whole life yeah and so did did he make any kind of promises about if you you know if you do x y and z via your food that it will um you know your cancer will respond in a certain way because i've seen some he did he literally said no but first he said you need to get surgery and get the cancer out okay that's good and so i did that i mean i didn't do the surgery i got it done that's his credit and then they the and then i was really confused about chemo and so i went to him again and he was like you don't have to do chemo but i have patients that didn't do it and the cancer comes back. And I was like, we're doing the chemo. Okay. And then while I was in chemo, I read a lot of books about uh, people, different ways people healed from cancer, cancer treatment, and learned a lot of things about nutrition and wellness in general, like the whole thing, like the holistic healing. 
And then what happened, I went to the holistic doctor and he was like, listen, you don't ever have to get cancer again. If you take care of your terrain, meaning your whole body, the cancer will have nowhere to express itself. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm into it. So now, I mean, it's such a struggle. I joke about it on stage because I love food. I love food. but I And I do love eating healthy and I love cooking and... I've changed everything in my kitchen. Like, there's no sugar. There's no dairy. There's no... <laughs> I know. It sounds like no joy. Yeah, I'm just there's looking no... at her with this horrified look. She's the opposite of Gaffigan. She's the anti-Gaffigan <laughs> comic. Done, completely. And, um, But I do have trouble, like, when I go out to eat. Yeah. And when our, like, holidays. But I'm learning. I'm learning how to make things and bring them and... You know, I did a, I did some, I did a job in October with someone who she said, I was like, oh my god, did you eat that dessert on the plane? And she was like, no. I mean, which sounds weird, but it was like delicious. Yeah. And she, which no one ever says Amazing. about airplane food, yeah. but that had been so long. What that's airline how, is this? Yeah, it was so even, long ago. <laughs> I don't even remember what airline it was, but that's how long it had been since I'd had a dessert. That oh, it was so good. Wow. And she was like, I tasted it. I didn't eat it. And I was like, how do you just taste something? And she was like, well, you can't eat everything. So you can, but you can taste everything. everything. I love that. I know. Isn't that great? So you actually took that. Did you take that? The heart so no, like I once ate in a while you're able to no i ate everything while i was there no not everything but i ate a lot of things and i didn't feel good when i came oh, back okay. even though you're taking a bite of everything it's still no up. i was eating the whole thing once <laughs> i took a bite no i have no self-control like at all yeah it's almost like i like i like an alcoholic can't just take one drink 100 okay. and i'm exactly that i can't so i definitely have a hard time plus when i get upset like i want to eat a muffin like yeah. I, and i want to eat a muffin by myself yeah. in it's, my car yeah, like a, it really weird i love your car your car <laughs> figures in big with podcasting and eating but it's also the and same i feel that, safe in it yeah it's, nobody yeah, there's no windows or anything where people can see me right <laughs> if i sit in here long enough it'll be foggy uh, but just i love the instant gratification you know so if anything was stressing you out you can just quickly eat a muffin and you'll at least feel a little bit better um i will and i can make muffins that are good for me now too oh good yeah so that are delicious like there's so many recipes and there's so much stuff available that didn't used to be available 20 years ago it was so hard to eat super healthy yeah because even like some of the stuff like zucchini or Mm -hmm. flax or whatever they can like make things taste moister Mm -hmm, um, just mm -hmm. by and you're like oh my gosh flax this morning oh did you I I feel so on point with my eating but it's just like I'm a food addict and so I just know the and even alcohol is getting to be a habit it's just feeding the other like some people have their addiction and their secondary thing that's just kind of feeding the addiction and so for me it's food and if there were a lot of Overeaters Anonymous meetings in like a store at Queens, I would go, but it's just like there's compared uh, to AA meetings, there's so few uh, overeaters and obvious meetings where it's just like I would have to go into Manhattan. It's like, do you know how much that will stress me out? And do you know how many restaurants there are between the subway mm-hmm. and the meeting? Mm-hmm. Like that, and, you know, as somebody's a little bit of an introvert, like that would stress me out. Like going to like cause oh. in, in those programs, you have to take numbers, you call people if you're about to pick up food right. or whatever. Yeah. And it's like that, you know, people calling me at all hours of the night for support is like that would stress me out to the point where I would feel like eating. Or whatever, but I mean, if there was a bunch of meetings in Queens, maybe I'd think about it. But I know the joy of just taking a, taking down a muffin in about three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you? What do you do? Oh, so you actually are interested in food? I see. This. Oh, isn't I'm just something. a food. I'm just a total, yeah, total food addict oh. to the point where it's like I, I just wish there were more meetings around. I mean, it's called like white knuckling it. Like you know, I've lost eighty, you know, fifty, eighty pounds on five or six occasions in my life. Like that's how much I yo-yo. Oh. So if I, I meet a roommate, they're like, oh, well, you're you're not, you're not that fat. What are you talking about? So like, well, I just lost eighty, so I could either 
either keep losing another 50 or you might see me gain another 100, which is usually what happens because then oh. I'm nesting and I gain like 100 pounds. Oh so God. I'm such a I'm such a yo-yo dieter. But just I, I know that I know that like I probably, you know, I'm interested in GAF again and I'm interested in the anti-GAF again. But I would also <laughs> be in, like if my own act, you know, if I did I've kind of put in the hard work of creating an act, it could have a lot to do with food. Yeah. yeah. Do so you can, do stand-up yourself? Uh, I mean, I've done, you know, mics in Chicago and, and New York, but it's like you need perfect hustle to get to as many mics um, as, you, as you can in New York City. Like now mm -hmm. that, you know, QED Astoria is here and they have a lot of mics, so yeah. I really have no excuse. But I was like, I do have hustle to get to the podcast studio <laughs> two times a week for, for a couple hours. Like that's all the hustle I have. And, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing comics. We're like, oh, I came from uh, New Jersey. I came from Brooklyn. And I'm just like, God, yeah. God bless you. Right, Because right. that's a lot of hustle. So, I mean, you've been in it for a long time. Kind of tell me about your hustle along the way. Okay, so it's so interesting, though, that you say that about um, being an introvert because I am also an introvert. Yeah. And when I'm learning this, and honestly, my my poor boyfriend, like I get books out of the library and I'm like, I figured it out. Uh, <laughs> what my problem is. And he's like, oh, my God. I'm going to have to deal with this for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm learning that I'm an empath also. Okay, and what is that? An empath is when you feel other people's emotions, oh, cool. but I am a very special empath yeah. that I can also feel when people don't feel good oh, okay. or what they're physically when they don't feel good, what um, they physically feel like, what they're thinking. And are you they're... sensing that off me right now that like last well, night I'm was not... a tough night for, for food and alcohol and right now I feel it? I'm not super like physically close enough to you, oh, okay. but if I stood next to you and yeah. got into your energy field, sure. I'd be able to feel it. Yeah. But it took me a long time to figure out what was going on with me. Okay. You like, didn't know I you were an empath. No, I thought I was um, psychic, okay. which... I might be a little bit of that too, oh, cool. but that's a lot harder to. Um, I don't have like visions. It's not like I'm like, oh, I had a, although I do sometimes. I mean, anyway, my point is, is that I live in Westchester now and I don't <laughs> live in the city and it's made my life so much easier. It's so funny that, yeah, the point is I live in Westchester. That's a hilarious punchline. <laughs> I don't even know what it means because I've never been to Westchester, but like I think a crowd would laugh just because that's fucking fun. What I'm trying to tell you with being a, a psychic and an empath is I'm, I'm in Westchester now and I've never felt better. Oh I love God. that. I mean, I used to, I mean, I grew up on a farm and I used to go from the farm to the city to go on, on, on auditions. This yeah. is 25 years ago. Then I moved to New Haven. And that made it easier to go to auditions and do stuff in the city. Then I moved to the city. I lived in Washington Heights. And yeah. I lived by the water. And I could walk around um, the cloisters every day. I, I, lived, I lived up there for a month. It's interesting. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it was almost like living in the suburbs, living up there. Oh, and cool. I would go downtown, which is where I met Christian Finnegan, was downtown. I'd do shows who we just down saw there. upstairs. Yeah. He, when, when, awesome. I said, when I said, when I said Shauna, he's like, Shauna who? And I go, Shauna Lane. And he goes, oh, to me and her go way back. We started out together. <laughs> so... Um, and then I would go do stuff downtown and all over the place and I would go back to Washington Heights and I would decompress oh, and cool. I would feel better, but I didn't totally understand that that's what would, was happening. Uh, then I moved downtown. I lived on second street. That was super stressful for me. I lived on seventh between A and B and I started to sort of go inside myself cause I was around too much stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, then also the drinking and the drugs took off. So anyway, then it could I could have had something to do with all that stress. I think it did. Okay. And then blah, blah, blah. The drink. I crossed the invisible line, as they say, with the drinking and the drugs. Married somebody, moved to Williamsburg. By 2006, 
the marriage, and then we started a band together. It was so ridiculous. That's awesome. And and, and uh, yeah, and the point of that story is now I live in Westchester. And and then ultimately, that's a good, that's a I, good got, cap. <laughs> I got sober. Finally moved to Inwood, and then moved to Westchester, okay. and then that was uh, four years ago, and that's when my career actually started taking off again. Yeah, because you can write while you decompress, maybe. Oh my God, I can write. I can detach from everything, and yeah. I and it's just so much healthier for me to come in here, do stuff, and leave. And, and get I, the hell out. Yeah. Yeah, I come in, I go to auditions, I leave, I come back and do shows at night. And I leave. And it's just better for me. Even if I'm here all day long, um, I can, again, go sit in my car and I decompress. <laughs> and do a muffin, do a podcast. <laughs> do so whatever. Eat a salad. I love know? that. So now every, the audiences in New York City will benefit from your kind of detached, decompressed writing and the fact that it's just so you're, you're fruitful now and kind of your, your writing and career and you're able to dip in. And so if they want to see in New York City, they will go to ShaunaLane.com. Correct. And then either what, Lane Shauna at, yep. for Instagram or whatever. Yep. Lane Shauna Instagram, the Shauna Lane on Twitter, which really I just put jokes on Twitter, but love... you can follow my, you can get to my website from my Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if we go to ShaunaLane.com, we can find you everywhere we need to, but also we'll be able to find Gone Girls. Yes, the Gone Girls. It's free on iTunes and SoundCloud. And it's in the Subaru studio, which makes it sound like you're sponsored by Subaru, which I just love. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nice because it's like, we don't know Ooh. that you're in, but you probably say we're in our car and we're doing... I sketch. do say Subaru sometimes. We should get money from that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then I could offer people water in my car. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Subaru, step up. She wants to be able to feed people water. Sean Elaine, <laughs> thank you so much for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so much fun.